no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centuries. On today's show, we preview the week five matchup against the Commanders and much, much more. What's happening, Perez? Well, Doug, Ben, I'm uh, much better than, uh, than when we recorded on Sunday. It's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting, man, how uh, a, a day or two will, will get your spirits up, man. So, audience, uh, we appreciate all you guys' kind words about the episode, man, Dub. It was some funny comments that was coming through, man. I just... I appreciate, man, the stuff that we stay on here, man, and, and just how people, like, gravitate to it and, you know, how it cracks some people up. We were really just trying to make sense of what we saw on Sunday, right? And we right. just appreciate you guys rocking with us. It's been a tough season, but, hey, much better vibes today, though. That's what I can tell you. I feel pretty good. I done worked out and everything else, man. Got my mind clear, of course. And I'm ready to rock the show with you, bro. After that tough loss against the Broncos, I'm glad that's behind us. I am too, man. Another thing that I hope that's going to be behind us real soon is Chase Claypool. They have told this man to stay away from the building this week, and he <laughs> will not be there in Washington on Thursday. Chris, he is done with the Bears. <laughs> real. His playing days in Chicago are over for them to say, don't come back. Hey, that conversation wasn't a good one. Man, who even knows? I, I honestly think he did all that shit on purpose, man. He didn't want to be here. You could just tell, man, when the guy's with it and when they're not with it. He knew what he was doing. At the end of the day, man, you know what I'm saying? You want people that are ten toes down, as they say? And that's it. Like I said, he wasn't that guy. And I think that when I went on my little mini rant, when I talked about the True Bears, yeah, those are the type of guys, man, that Ryan Poles, when they talk about creating a culture here, those are the type of guys that you want, man. And I know at the time when we went after Chase Claypool, man, we was wide receiver hungry. So yeah. a lot of us was like, hey, yeah, Chase Claypool bringing me here because we saw the potential. I'm a Notre Dame fan. You know I saw what he was doing on Saturdays. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I remember my boy Chase. Okay. But I tell you what, him coming here was a colossal fucking failure. And it's our Ryan Poles. Now, yeah. do I think the Ryan Poles should be fired? Not necessarily. I'm not putting him in that list of those other guys that we've been talking about. But, however, this is a failure on him, just like that trade with Roquan Smith. It's not looking good so far. Roquan Smith is balling out, bro. No bro, doubt. isn't he? <laughs> man, he's taking over, bro. Got to give the man his props. He's worth every penny. So I got to give it to that guy, man. But as far as Chase Claypool goes, yeah, that was tough on Ryan Poles, man. Tough move there. That did not work out. And, for, and again, it's unfortunate. But I still think that guy is a talented wide receiver, though, Chris, even though it didn't work out in Chicago. Oh, he still got talent. There's a lot of guys that have talent in the NFL, or they wouldn't have made it to the NFL. True. However, Doug, <laughs> it's all the other things in the midst of having talent that get you there. For a guy like Chase Claypool, he's going to get another opportunity. You know that. I don't yep. think a team going to trade for him because he ain't got no <laughs> trade value. I just said it on the show on Sunday. He ain't got no damn trade value. 
No, not at all. Well, the team is going to take a chance on him because guess what? That's the NFL. That's what teams do. Yep. And he may go somewhere and he may ball out. And we may all sit over here and just be like, how come he couldn't have done that shit over here? No, that's coming. Oh, yeah, you already know. <laughs> and you got to question the guy's mental toughness. I think this is one of those times where you have to. Hopefully, this next opportunity, be able to show something different. You know, the interesting thing about that whole thing is how Matt Eberflus is handling it. And this is another reason why, and I'm not going to another rant about him on this episode, but what I will say is I wasn't happy how he presented information to the media. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was prepared, and that's, you know, microcosm of the season, right? The team hasn't been prepared. But he wasn't prepared to speak to the Chase Claypool situation just like he wasn't able to speak to the Allen Williams situation. Right. And it's like he's giving you one one answer, and then somebody else is contradicting him. My, my thing is with, with him is he just needs to – he needs to tighten up, man, when he get in front of the media. He really does. <laughs> the media ate his ass up today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they was not taking, you know, it's best for the team as an answer when it comes to Chase Claypool and why he's not with the team. And they pretty much forced him to really speak on it, man. Like, look, you got to give us more than that. And he took a lot of questions in regards to Claypool. You, you had a good point, Perez. Eberflus have not been upfront with what's really going on. But sometimes you got to be 100, man, and be open and honest about what the situation is. Do a better job, to your point, with preparing the team and also – Hell in the media a little bit better than what he's done. I mean, you can't wait for Ryan Poles to answer all the tough questions. Right. I mean, when you're a head coach, you go into that media, better be ready to address what's important. When you see a player like a weapon like Chase Claypool isn't going to play, you got to explain that, man. I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be hard, but you got to be willing to give some better answers than what you've been given. And he gave a little bit more about it, but the thing is, he has to be a little bit more direct. Yeah, because it just gives off vibes like he don't know what he's doing, right? And it gives off vibes like he's in over his head. And yep. when we see stuff like that, then that makes it easy for guys like you and I to be like, um, why is this guy the coach of our team, right? Because, yeah. like, if we can see these things, what else is happening behind closed doors that we don't have access to? And then it makes <laughs> you start to wonder, does the guy have respect in the locker room? Does he have control of the team? It just starts mm -hmm. to create all this doubt. Going into this game against the commanders, you don't feel good about – this game at all, especially him for from Eberflus, he didn't make anything any easier or better. It gives Matt Eberflus and his team not a lot of time to sit here really and, and soak on what happened against the Bronco. They have to immediately get back to work. Yeah. And so that's the biggest saving grace for him. And also another reason they know why I'm in better spirits, because if I had more time to sit here and soak on that Broncos game. <laughs> I'm just I'm happy for this Thursday night game, to be honest with you. You can end that losing streak. And that's the one of the biggest things that's going on right now, that losing streak and how much impact that is taking on the team at this point. And now I do want to say something, man, because I've been on Lou Getz's ass all season pause. But the one thing that we have to give him credit for is that the game plan that he had on Sunday, for the most part, was a, was a solid game plan, A-Dub. And so I'm hoping that we see a continuation of that, yeah. especially with him focusing on a run game against Washington. Yeah, man, you, you can run on Washington, Perez. I mean, you can exploit them. Um, and I think this is a good time, like you said, man, to continue to evolve that running game. Because you know last season, we did a great job with the running game that you and I talked about already. But yeah, man, it'd be good to see Khalil Herbert rush for another 100 yards, man. We've seen the guy, he's shown the ability to carry the load. Why not give him another opportunity against the commanders, especially on a short week?
we're getting the commander's defense that's coming in here that's coming off a tough loss to Philly. Yeah. Jonathan Allen, their big ticket player, he's saying, hey, their defense needs to play better, right? And then we've seen that the commander's defense has had some struggles with stopping offense this season. So that's why I'm looking at Luke Getty and I'm like, hey, you're going to be key this week, man, because if you can come up with a game plan and exploit these guys, we could be in good shape potentially. But the problem <laughs> is, if the commanders adjust to whatever his game plan is, he can't fold because that's what he did right. against the Broncos. Sometimes you got to make quick adjustments on the fly, man. Is something working right now? Just remember that in a few more plays, it may not work. So you got to be willing to play again. Play chess, man. Can't play checkers with this thing. So that's where Luke gets. You really got to be willing to make those type of calls right there, Perez. Uh, that's going to help this Bears team continue to move the chain. And you cannot take the ball out of your best player's hand. Point, <sighs> point blank. So that's all I got, at least early on, as far as, as that's concerned. But I just wanted to give Luke Getzey some props, you know what I'm saying? Because I did like yeah. what we saw for those three quarters, at least. We started to see some trick plays, flea flickers out there <laughs> happening, prayers. I mean, he was in his bag for a while, bro. Well, so I, 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 okay, I, I don't know, Dub. I ain't like that flea flicker now. <laughs> <laughs> Justin made a hell of a, a throw. And, and Equinemia said, bro, I had a hell of a catch. I ain't like yeah. that flea flicker. That shit was so <laughs> awkward looking, bro. <laughs> The execution of it wasn't this great. I'll give you that, friends. <laughs> but well, it no, did the execution catch was great. Well, so this is the thing. It was just a weird when the play came and when Herbert got it back to him, I'm like, oh, that was awkward. Yeah. This didn't look good. I got you. I got what you mean, bro. It, but it did catch them by surprise, though, because they didn't know what the hell was going on either. Well, you know? it caught us all <laughs> by surprise. I'm like, where's yeah. this going? <laughs> I think for the most part, you said for those three quarters, he was just pretty much helping Justin Fields really take advantage of some uh, opportunities out there. Now, some news that was encouraging, right, A-Dub? We found out that Tevin Jenkins was activated off of IR, returned to practice this week, and that's really great news for me because, as you and I both spoke about a lot last season, Tevin Jenkins is a big part of his offensive line, one of our better offensive linemen, if not the best offensive lineman we had last season. So, obviously, we're starting to get some better news coming back. Eddie Jackson – potentially a slated to play A-Dub. We're starting to get some of our guys back. I mean, you know our offensive line has a big, great press, and um, we had to figure some things out against the Broncos, right, to get the offense going, but that O-line is still a problem. And it's always good to have Eddie Jackson back because, you know, our secondary has been struggling, Perez, so we could use his presence if he's able to go. Listen, man, I, anything that will get Lucas Patrick off the field, man, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. And so, you know what I'm saying, Big Tev is ready. <laughs> I will welcome that shit with open arms. Eddie Jackson, I know he's probably just frustrated with just being injured and not being out there for his teammates. This guy this guy is one of the leaders on that defense, right? And you know yeah. he wants to be out there. He's chomping at the bit, and we need him. And that naggy foot, man, that's just tough to deal with. And you're right, that frustration do sink in. I hope he's in good spirits, mentally pressed, but that frustration definitely will sink in when you miss this many games thus far early in the season. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know nothing's guaranteed, but hopefully both of those guys are trending in the right direction. Um, yeah. But, you know, especially with a guy like Eddie, with this being a pre-existing injury, they could have yeah. to hold him out for one more week, you know, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, especially on a short week like this, Perez. I mean, you can give him more time to rest heal up, be ready for the next falling game. But, yeah, man, I just hope that when he does come back, that he is fully healthy. If they do decide to go that way, it gives him 11 more days and it gives him more time to rest up for that matchup that they have against the Vikings on the 15th. We don't know, but I think if they're being logical and, and taking care of this guy and want to make sure that he's fully 
100% ready to go. That's might that's probably what the Bears might decide to do. We'll see. Like I said, man, you know, you have a commander's team that has a really young, talented wide receiver quarter. We're going to get into in a little bit. And that's why a guy like Eddie Jackson, I mean, I will welcome him back with open arms. Jalen Johnson, like we yeah. need all these guys back, bro. You and I have been talking a lot about the secondary, how they've been banged up, missing those guys and Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, and of course, Kyler Gordon. That's a big part of what we do, man, in that secondary and missing those guys, man, who can go to war and make an impact. Because right now, when you look at the injury report, Tevin Jenkins has been a full participant while Eddie Jackson and both Jalen Johnson have not practiced. So Ouch. we'll kind of see what happens tomorrow. But, man, right now, I'm not sure, man. It could go either way. Yeah, man. But, hey, Big Tev can go. Come on, man. We can use you. Now, on the Redskins side of, of, of the house, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, part of their, I think, really underrated receiving core. You know, when you when you when you think about they call him Scary Terry. <laughs> they 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 got a pretty good squad over there as far as offensive weapons for Sam Howell. Now, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson both got banged up in the last game against the Eagles, so they were limited participants on their injury report. But it's trending that they probably will play in that game on Thursday. They see a golden opportunity to catch a team that's wounded right now and going through the motions of losing. Yeah, I'm quite sure those guys may want to come in and still play. You hit it on the head, though. You have the commanders that are looking at the Chicago Bears right now like they're a snack. Like, let's just be honest, yep. right? They just had a tough game against the Eagles. And now they got this wounded Bears secondary coming in here with Sam Howell getting props from the Eagles players about how well he played. And like I said... That commander's office is underrated. I talked last week briefly about Eric Bieniemy and what he brings to the table. Yeah. That's what we have to contend with. Now, I know people are going after Ron Rivera and his decision not to go for the two-point conversion. Listen, I still respect Ron Rivera. I think he's a hell of a coach, and I respect the fact that he brought Eric Bieniemy over there. Man, Eric is the real deal, Prez. I know a lot of folks was talking about him becoming the head coach, and there were a lot of people who didn't think he deserved to be one. You know how that go. Yeah, but yeah idiots, man. idiots. Exactly. People, that don't, people that don't watch ball. Uh-huh. Casuals. Yeah, You're right. But this dude is showing you that this commander's offense looked totally different with him at the helm of it, bro. He's been doing a good job. And those commanders been putting up points, bro, this season. Yeah, that ain't no accident. But no. they always they always had talent. The problem is they just didn't have the right scheme. And so mm -hmm. he's bringing that out there. And also, like I said last week, the accountability piece. That man ain't taking no damn excuses. He's got one <laughs> Super Bowl rings. He's been with Andy Reid. He knows what's up. Exactly. He knows what it takes to win. He's seen a great offense. He knows what it's all about for it. So I respect the man and his experience. I know he's capable of doing out there. I mean, and look at what he's doing with Sam Howell. I mean, man, he's done a great job with him. Eric knows how to unlock Sam Howell. I mean, I don't think Sam Howell is this big-time quarterback, but I got to give it to Eric. He knows how to work with this guy and getting the most out of him. I mean, me, when I look at him on film, man, I think they got a really good future with the guy. You know, and with just with anything, you just got to keep working. But I yep. thought he had a really good game on Sunday, bro. I mean, for me, the biggest thing that I, I enjoyed from watching the film on him was just the way that he extended plays. He made a lot of big-time plays out there, and that's what you need out of your quarterback. It also shows you the Eric B. Enemy effect. You know how good the Eagles really are. They're a tough team, man. And I got to give it to Sam how he played against them. So I'm just going to cut to the chase now. I, I talked about it earlier. Terry McLaurin, really solid wide receiver in this league. Jahan Dotson, Curtis yep. Samuel. 
They even got Byron Pringle on their roster. <laughs> Byron Pringle. When I was watching the film, I was like, Byron Pringle, you play for the Commanders now? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man, he's on the depth chart, Brad. The play that I saw him on tape was him giving up on the route. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> through the four. Hopefully you do that again on Thursday. I hope so, man. Well, back to Sam Howell. Like, I think the biggest thing for me just watching him on that game time drive that he had in the final seconds. Yeah. He did that against an Eagles defense that is pretty stout. And it showed a lot of progression, right? And a lot of times Bears fans have come after Justin Fields and said, we haven't had enough of those moments because they feel like in the final seconds of a game, when it's money on the table time, they feel like he folds. And right here, when I look at Sam Howell, he didn't. Man, that man took advantage of his opportunity. And like I said, he's earning respect in that locker room. And so that's he what is. you're getting when this matchup comes against the commanders. A quarterback that's playing at a pretty high level with a decent receiving core with some talented running backs to tow. Yeah, you're right, Perez. I mean, that was a big time play to Dotson, man, for that touchdown late man. in the game. Man, I mean, good route by Dotson. We're in a very good route, but a hey, Sam Hungin, great throw, bro. There you go. Great throw on the money. Only a play that Dotson could have could have gotten, you know, gotten the ball. So I mean, he's out there balling, Perez. So if he's gonna do that, man, that's gonna be tough for the Bears to deal with. But you had a good point though about the running backs though. That dude Brian Robinson is solid, bro. He he he, he can he can he can move the move the chain, bro. So he's oh yeah, he guy. gets the hole. He don't he don't mess yeah. around, bro. He yeah. don't play around, bro. So if we see how our defense have been against the run anyway, right? We yeah. saw like <laughs> Brian Robinson is gonna be a guy we we'll have to deal with, bro. And um, Eberflus and his defense will have to be able to stop the run too. So what are your keys to victory for the Bears in this in this matchup? I like where you were going when you talk about the offense, Perez. I think this Justin Fields and DJ Moore, they got to set the tone. They got to set the tone. I saw what Diggs and A.J. Brown did to the secondary on the commanders. I believe that the Bears can get something going in the air with Justin Fields and D.J. Moore. I mean, this is becoming a thing. We saw what they did with the Broncos, went very well. Set the tone there, and then you can get others involved in the offense, like Commit and Money Moon. They got to pretty much duplicate that, Perez. It may look a little different against the commanders, but again, you got to get DJ more involved. I mean, one of the things, obviously, not the Broncos, you know, coming up. However, I agree with you. I don't think that you change anything that you did there. You put the ball in Justin Fields' hands and let him make plays, and he did, right? Yep. I think that you follow that same blueprint. But, again, like I said earlier in this episode, the running game has to be paramount to what we do. But, mm -hmm. Luke Getty, you can't get scared when the commanders, which is what they're going to do. Teams are going to figure out what you're running, and they're going to counter it. And then you have to counter it. But you can't right. change the whole fucking game plan up. You, know? <laughs> you got to stay true to who you are and what your identity is. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. My yeah. key is we showed a little bit in that Broncos game what our identity is. We need to continue to reinforce that identity and make sure the commanders know that we're coming there to get that dub, bro. So when, when, you, when we talk about that, running that football well, minimizing mistakes. I talked on the last episode about the penalties, A-Dub. We had too many unforced errors. We're not yeah. good enough of a team to commit errors like that. So my biggest key, we got to play clean football and to compliment what you said, A-Dub, we have to reinforce what our identity is against the commanders. And if we do those things, this will get the Bears a chance. They got to close. We got to close out 
the second half very well. If you got a chance to put some points on the board, where does the field goal touchdown, take advantage of it. And then in the game, do the same thing. You cannot take your foot off the gas. I think against this commander's team that can score, you got to go forward, man. You cannot play any games. Can't be scared. You can't worry about the clock. You got to go out there and play to win. And I think in every chance you get a chance to score, go forward, man. And I think the, the my last key is focusing it on Sam Howell. Now, I talked about the things that I liked about him on film and how he impressed me. Our pass rush has been non-existent this season. Mm. And Matt Eberflus, who's been tasked with calling the plays for the rest of the season, his choice. Mm. However, mm -hmm. I need him to fucking manufacture some pressure. We have to do a better job of creating opportunities for our defense. We've talked about how some guys have underperformed this season. Demarcus Walker, where you at? You've been on the milk card all season. Same yep. thing with Justin Jones. And Gakwe's starting to get there. I'm watching him on film getting swallowed up in blocks. <laughs> we got to make sure that we're getting home. We got a young quarterback. We got to rattle him. Young quarterbacks, you put pressure on them, they're going to throw that bitch up for grabs. It's not science. Everybody knows that. But if he's hmm. back there and he's comfortable in the pocket and escaping and making things happen with those talented receivers... And if our secondary is, is still banged up, it might be curtains for us. So we got to dial up the pressure. This is where we depend on a veteran head coach slash defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus, to know what to do to put pressure on Sam Howell. I want to even mind seeing some blitz, you know, with Brisker, right? Whatever it takes. But you're right, man. We got to get home on that guy, man. I have been disappointed in our uh, defensive line, man, the trenches. These guys, man, have been disappointed thus far, Perez. But, man, I'm hoping that they can figure out a way to get back there and make and wreak havoc and force, you know, Sam into making some mistakes. And I think they got, I think they can do it, man. We got some good pieces, Perez. You like it's not like this defensive line on paper is bad, really, bro. I mean, it got some good names. You hit them already, though. They just got to put it all together, man. And when they get the opportunity to lay up some wood on Sam to get a sack or a strip sack, they got to do it, man. You can't miss on those type of opportunities. You got to cash in when you give in the backfield and you got a chance to get a sack on the quarterback. And I need Tremaine Edmonds to uh, to earn that 72. I, I I need to see some flash plays out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I, I talked about him on the last episode. Tremaine, where you at, baby? Where you at? <laughs> we need you. This is a primetime matchup, right? And, yeah. this is, and this is one of those things, man. The Bears, once again, but one of these primetime games, another primetime matchup, A Dub. Remember our parents, what they used to tell us when we was young. Don't go out there in public and embarrass us. Right. Bears, do not go out there on national TV and embarrass us. I promise you, we <laughs> need to make sure that we keep all our dysfunction in-house for one night. <laughs> for sure. I hope we can do that. Because I do know last time we faced this team, man. It wasn't good. We only manufactured seven points, man. True that, but then the last time we played them at Washington, though, we beat their asses. So, so mm -hmm. I look, I'm looking down on the flip side. My boy Money Mitch, man, he threw three touchdowns in that ball game. So yeah, man. I'm, I'm hoping that you know what I'm saying we can have a little bit of that luck and, and fortune returning out there to FedEx Field. I hope so, man. I hope so. I think it's all about just finishing the game, man. You know, and um, finishing strong. So this is a golden opportunity for the Bears. All right, man, score prediction time before we get out of here, man. According to DraftKings, the Bears are opening as a six-point road underdog. What Ooh. say you? The Bears will lose this game, Press. 26-23. Mm. I think the Commanders get the victory. Okay. So, unfortunately, I'm agreeing with A-Dub audience. <laughs> I think in this matchup, I'm just looking at our banged-up secondary. 
Now, while I do think it's going to be a positive that Tevin Jenkins is potentially returning to the offensive line, I think we're going to probably see some success there on offense. But our defense is just so bad <laughs> that I think yeah. that that's what we're going to see in this matchup, that the commander's offense is just going to have their way. So I have the commanders winning 27-17 to 17 on Thursday night. That's the problem right there, Perez. You hit on the head. Our defense sucks, though. Yeah, man. And then, like I said, just those injuries to the secondary – doesn't help. It comes down to a lot of different things for me. Injured secondary, lack of pass rush, and the fact that Matt Eberflus is the guy that's at the helm of his defense right now. I don't trust him. And I'm not going to go into a whole, you know, going after Eberflus on this episode thing, because like I said, that was my Sunday rant. But for today, I'm just letting you guys know, those are my concerns. I don't necessarily know if if Matt Eberflus has it in his tool bag to fix what's going on with his defense. It's a lot to manufacture when you talk about our defense and what they need to do well. And just don't see it happening this week, man. We may have some small wins, spreads. I can see that happening, but it won't be enough, bro. I just don't see it being enough in this game. Well, we'll see what happens, A-Dub. And <laughs> audience, hey, we'll be back on Friday to talk about it. These short weeks, man, it's crazy because y'all going to hear from us three times this week. Wow. But then being A-Dub, we get a little time off. So I'm looking forward to that, A-Dub. Yeah, man, get a little time and enjoy a little bit of the weekend. You know, I look, I'm looking forward to that press and not being tortured on a Sunday because if they go and fold on Thursday, at least we can still enjoy our weekend. A dub, absolutely. <laughs> and and, and a dub, he ain't got to worry about going out there cutting that grass, man. It, it, some people they they joked about that. They said, man, they made a dub so mad he went out there and did some yard work. I'm like, yeah, nobody had to tell him to do that shit either. <laughs> not at all, man. I feel you, bro. Audience. We appreciate you guys again continue supporting the platform and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We'll talk to y'all on Friday. Bear down, and we are out.